guys, welcome back to the Retort Podcast. How are you doing today, Jordan? Uh, pretty good. Long week. It's been a long week. I am exhausted, to be honest. I'm ready to be done. I got a Snapchat memory this morning, and it was of me eating sushi in celebration of the semester being done from last year. Yep. So this time last year, we were already done because we didn't have spring break last year. Oh, yeah. Which, that was rough, not having a spring break, but... It was nice getting done so early oh, yeah. and having an extra long summer. I think that's one thing that this campus needs more of is breaks. But uh, like all the breaks are in the second half of the semester. Yeah, like There's not really any in the first. We were talking about that at the COVID task force meeting about our breaks. And they were thinking about adding a fall break in the first semester of the year because a lot of kids get burnt out. Which is just so crazy to me how easily I get burnt out these days. Like, in high school, I'd wake up, 7 o'clock, go run, get home at 7.30, take a shower, be to school by 8.15. Mm -hmm. Go through eight hours of school, and then have practice after. Another two hours of practice, and then go home, eat dinner, and then do homework. And I did that every single day. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, I go to one class, and I need about eight naps. (laughs) It's insane. And I remember moving from high school to college and I was like, wow, I have so much free time. What will I do? And even like my freshman year, I was so productive with all my free time. I would go do stuff. And now I'm like, time to watch Netflix Mm -hmm. and eat. And that's what I do. But no, I just added a third job. So I have three jobs right now and uh, I'm not really home very much. I haven't been able to see, I haven't really seen my friends at all, all week. Um, I haven't seen, like, had any social interaction with people, (laughs) (laughs) like, all week, and it's kind of wearing on me, and I'll I'll probably hear it in my voice when I go back to edit this, but I am exhausted. How's your project going? It's going pretty good. I submitted my my research research report, was it, yeah, um, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning-ish, and then finished my PowerPoint for my my child development project so pretty much done with that yeah which i didn't really take that long honestly uh-huh i think this is the last friday of the semester because next friday is university day oh. you don't have school next friday Ooh. yeah and, and i really it doesn't feel like it's the end of the semester mm-hmm. i don't think it does and I, it doesn't feel like this is our second to last episode of the year what a year it's been honestly i feel like i've learned a lot this year grown a lot as a person have you heard about johnny depp and amber heard oh yeah about how they're currently trial right now mm-hmm. and everyone's social media is going for a team johnny depp good usually <laughs> i don't know it's hard to comment on things like that because um obviously we weren't in that relationship we don't understand we don't even know these people yep. personally like we know of them they're celebrities like we don't know what goes on behind closed doors there's no way that we can say who's right and who's wrong i've been a johnny depp fan my whole life and the only reason i know of Amber Heard is because of johnny depp mm-hmm. wasn't she in Aqu- she was in aquaman and that movie was terrible honestly yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen aquaman no it was a not good movie mm-hmm. um no offense if you like aquaman it's just not my thing but i love jason momoa and that movie was just bad but no, so what's going on there is Amber and Johnny Depp, they da- they met on the set of a movie, and 
they, you know, got romantic, and then they got married. And I think it was like 2016 they got married, and they were only married for about a year, and then they got a divorce. And they were very private about their relationship throughout the entirety of the marriage. Mm-hmm. And uh, Amber Heard came out with this thing in the Washington Post. It was like she named herself as a d- survivor of domestic abuse and she had signed papers that said she could not talk about the relationship in the public eye uh the, her relationship with Johnny Depp just because I don't know I guess celebrities do that when they get divorces like don't go air my dirty laundry I guess yep. I don't know because when you're married to someone you see the good and bad mm-hmm. um so she didn't say his name in this uh, op-ed piece in the Washington Post, but she made it very obvious that she was talking about her ex-husband, Johnny Depp. And Johnny Depp responded immediately with a lawsuit, a defamation lawsuit. And he actually lost. And then he uh, he lost that lawsuit, and then he appealed it. And um, he lost again. And then he appealed it again. And then he lost again. And now, finally, they're going to trial. So, that's what's going on right now. And it's just some crazy stuff. Like, I don't want to say who's right and who's wrong here. There's no way for me to know. There's no way for any internet sleuth to know what happened between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. And it's not really any of our business, to be honest. It's just because these people are public figures in the public eye. And, I mean, I, yeah, like I said, I've been a big Johnny Depp fan for pretty much my whole life. I remember being a little kid and watching Pirates of the Caribbean with my grandparents' house and mm-hmm. Jack Sparrow and um, Alice in Wonderland. I think he's a great actor. I think he is a great actor. Um, I've only ever seen Amber Heard in Aquaman, and I guess her acting wasn't that terrible in Aquaman. Have you seen Aquaman? Nope, but uh, she was on Pineapple Express, apparently. Pineapple Express? Yeah. <laughs> I have seen that movie, but that's one of the movies that I, like, I watch, but I never actually remember what it's about. Yeah. Do you ever do that with movies? Oh, yeah. Like, I watch them, and I'm like, I know I've seen that, but I could not tell you a singular thing about it. Yeah. And it's usually with those, like, funnier movies, like that genre, like The Hangover, and, like, all that genre of movies where it's, like, action comedy-based, you know? Yeah. Um, And they're fun, because I get to just watch them again, and I don't remember anything. Yep. <laughs> but anyways, I'm getting off track. And Amber said that she incurred all types of physical and emotional abuse from Johnny Depp. And Johnny Depp is saying that he incurred physical and emotional abuse from her. Mm -hmm. So at this point, it's all just hearsay. I mean, there are some pictures of Amber Heard with a black eye. And it is speculated that she used makeup to make her eye look black and take a picture of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a stretch for me, honestly. Like, I could see her maybe even getting a black eye somewhere else and saying Johnny Depp did it. I feel like that would be more likely than a grown woman putting makeup on her eye and acting like her husband beat her. Yeah. Um, if he did beat her, which I'm not saying he didn't. I don't know anything, like I said. If he did hit her, I think if he didn't hit her and she's claiming to be a survivor, I think it just throws in that it's just a big insult to all the people who are actually survivors of domestic abuse. And um, that it's not a ploy to get attention, you know? It's something that happens to you that you don't want to happen to you. But if, like I said, I don't know anything about anything. Like, I'm 
just a college kid from Montana. Like, I, <laughs> I'm not claiming to be a big sleuth here, but I did read all of the articles. And um, there was, like, an issue with someone defecating on their bed, mm-hmm. like, taking a poo yep. on the bed. Mm-hmm. And Amber says Johnny did it because, well, Amber always blames everything that Johnny did on his alcoholism and his opioid abuse. So he, I think he's been clean. He's been sober for, like, eight months now. I'm not sure. But that happens with a lot of stars is they, um, you know, get into that that lifestyle of abusing opioids. And, I mean, it, fame, I'm sure fame is not as easy as, you know, we, we all kind of want to be famous, right? I mean, have all the money and, you know, everybody knows your name and everything. And yeah. it'd be nice to be famous, but I think there's a it's a double-edged sword for sure. Like, there's a lot of pressure from, you know, the whole entire world when you're famous to act a certain way, to look a certain way, um, all that stuff. And I don't know, I think it's it can be easy to want to escape from that. And that's why a lot of artists turn to, like, opioids and stuff. But, yeah, no, she posted a picture of him passed out drunk eating ice cream, and the ice cream was melted, like, down his shirt. And she posted that picture, and it's like, why would you do that if not to, like, humiliate him, you know? I, I don't know. I don't know anything. We will see what this trial, um, the results of this trial are. Everybody, from what I've gathered from the internet, everybody is sort of rallying around Johnny Depp mm-hmm. and turning against Amber Heard, which, who knows? Men can definitely be survivors of domestic abuse. That is 100% possible. Nine times out of ten, I don't know the actual statistic, but it is women who suffer domestic abuse at the hands of their partners. So, and, you know, obviously those statistics don't really mean anything in this case. But it's just, I think there's a a bunch of opportunity here for uh, inspiration and for change. Um, Either way, if it comes out that Amber Heard was being abused by Johnny Depp, she can be, like, a spokesperson for people surviving domestic abuse. If it comes out that Johnny Depp was the one being abused within this relationship um i feel like that could be a huge step for men suffering domestic abuse all over the world like hey you can get out of that situation you can get away from your abuser it's possible you know yep but i hope the best whatever outcome happens is the truth and i mean yeah there's not really much we can do about it just see how it plays out and now it's time for Stories with Jordan. All right, since since this this themed episode is basically on how how to survive finals, I just I decided to come up with four different stories. Three of them are short stories, and one is, and the final one is a long story. So, so have you ever heard of this story called the Elephant and the Rope? No. <laughs> All right. So the first story is called the Elephant and the Rope. A man was walking ne- nearby a group of elephants halted by a small small rope tied to their front leg. He was amazed that an enormous elephants were not attempting to break the rope and set themselves free. He saw that an elephant trainer standing beside them and and he, uh, he expressed his puzzled state of mind. The trainer said, when they are very young and much smaller, we will use the same size rope to tie them. At, the, at that age, it's enough to hold them. They they are conditioned to believe they cannot break away as they grow up. They believe this rope rope can still hold them, so they never try to break free. 
The moral of the story is it is it is false belief of elephants that denied their freedom for a lifetime. Likewise, many people are not trying to work towards success in their life just because they failed once before. So keep trying and don't get tied up with some false beliefs of failure. I like that. That's a good story. And story number two. Puppies for sale. So have you heard about the stories, puppies for sale? Nope. All right. So puppies for sale. A shop owner once placed a sign above his door said puppies for sale. Signs like this always attract young children and to no surprise, a boy saw the sign and approached the owner. How much are you going to sell these puppies for? He asked. The little boy pulled out some change from his pocket as I have $2.37, he said. Can I please take a look at them? The store owner replied, anywhere from $30 to $50. The shop owner smiled and whistled out the, the kennel came lady who ran down the aisle of his shop followed by five tiny balls of fur. One puppy was lagging considerably behind. Immediately, the boy, boy singled out the lagging, limping puppy and said, What's wrong with that little dog? The shop owner explained that the veterinarian had examined the little puppy and had discovered it, ha- it hadn't had a hip socket. It will always lim- it will always be lame. The little boy became excited. That's that is the puppy that I want you to buy. The shop owner said, "No, you do not want to buy that little dog. If you really want him, I I give him to you." The little boy was quite upset. He looked straight in- into the store or store owner's eyes, pointing his finger, said, "I don't want you give. I don't. I don't want you to give him a give him to me." That little dog is worth every bit as much as all the other dogs. I'll pay full price. In fact, I'll give you $2.37 now and 50 cents a month until I have paid him for. The shop owner con- countered, you really don't want to buy this little dog. He will never be able to run and jump and play with you like the other puppies. To his surprise, the little boy reached down and rolled up his pants, pant leg to reveal a, a badly twisted crippled left leg supported by a big metal brace. He t- he looked up to the shop owner and softly replied, "Well, I don't run well, well, I don't run so well myself, and the little puppy will need someone who understands." So the moral is of the story is basically understanding. That's cute. That would be really awkward for the shopkeeper. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? You're like, this puppy is not worth as much because he's all messed up, and then the kid you're talking to is like, actually, I have a fake leg. I would have been like. I just opened my mouth for, because this is a podcast and you cannot see what my facial expressions are, but. Yeah. And story number three, the ultimate test. One night, four college students students stayed up late late partying, even though they knew they had a test the next day. The following day, they came came up with a plan to get out having to take their test. Each student rolled around in the dirt and then went to the teacher's office. They told the teacher that they had gotten a flat tire the night before, and they spent the entire night pushing their car back to campus. The teacher listened, and the students' delight, he offered a retest three days later. On the test day, the students went to their teacher's office. The teacher put all four students in separate rooms to take the test. The students were okay with that because they had been given a chance to study. And the test had two questions. First one's your name worth one point. And the second question, which tire was flat worth 99 points? And these were all multiple choice, with the first choice being front right, second choice, front left, third choice, back right, and fourth left, back left. 
The moral of the story is, aside from making wise decisions, you always need to take responsibility for your actions. This means not blaming other people for your mistakes, not complaining about the present moment reality and get, getting, under the, getting under other people's pressure. I like that. That's nice. And story number four. So have you, so do, do have you ever heard like lo-fi hip hop and lo-fi hip hop like the lo-fi beats? Yes, I listen to lo-fi beats all the time. I think that's the first time I've actually said yes to anything you've asked me if I've heard of. But yes, I have heard of lo-fi beats. Yep. So with so di- so with this story, is going to be going to discuss the history of lo-fi hip hop and how it rise to popularity. Let's do it. So, unless you live live without internet access, you must have already heard about lo-fi hip-hop. It is a new genre that started as an alternative hip-hop genre, combining different elements of hip-hop and other music and a chill vibe. The genre has gained popularity exponentially. You may have already listened to, your, listened to the music yourself. And for some of you, you may wonder why this music has become so popular. What is lo-fi hip-hop meaning? Is there any is- explanation on why lo-fi sounds so good? In this episode, we will discuss the importance of lo-fi hip-hop and everything you need to know about it. Lo-fi is short for low, low fidelity, referring to music production quality with imp- imperfect recording elements that are usually considered flaws in professional production. In lo-fi, this imperfection becomes the main feature and is considered, is considered its, its aesthetic. The norm of fidelity or the sound quality in music production has evolved. Nowadays, music production has bec- become more professional and, and to a high standard. Old recordings with, with, with low, low fidelity elements weren't considered lo-fi because of the norm known for all music ha- hadn't evolved yet. This explains why there are a lot of, lot of modern lo-fi tracks involving old records because of the recording quality matches its aesthetic. Even though lo-fi, lo-fi became a, sh- a musical genre that is very popular now, it was born a long time ago back in the 1990s. At that time, there were a lot of musical musicians who made alternative music, which were often called DIY music. They made their music at their home studio. Many musicians also made music at their home studio. St- many musicians also make their music in the home studio nowadays. But the sound quality is different back then. And the, the beauty of DIY music in the 19, 1990s involved, involved sounds that were considered undesirable, such as misplayed notes, degraded audio sa- signals, tape hits, and environmental interference. Modern lo-fi tracks try to incorporate these aspects into perfectly recorded tracks, creating an atmosphere where imperfection becomes a part of its beauty. In latter days, lo-fi became become the basis of chill wave and high hypernogatic pop music that's so interesting i've never actually thought to look up the history of lo-fi and how it came along or why even it helps us focus like i uh, there's if you go on youtube i have a smart tv Mm. and if you go on youtube on your tv and just search up like lo-fi beats study beats it comes up with like 10 hour videos that you can just sit and listen to for as long as you want and they really do help focus your mind. Just that little bit of background noise, mm-hmm. it's nice. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> and low hip hop, low hip hop is a branch of hip hop with more chill beats and takes elements from the early day of early day lo-fi music, such as imperfect elements and interfering sounds. The main characteristic of lo-fi hip hop is 
is mo- moody with moody and brings certain feelings and emotions to their listeners. This genre has become popular nowadays and on streaming popular on streaming platforms, especially YouTube, where multiple channels upload lo-fi hip-hop tracks that are usually labeled as music for study or music for nostalgia. The hip-hop, uh, the history of lo-fi can be traced back in back to the 1950s, when a lot of music pr- music was produced cheap and quickly using low standard equipment. The earliest rock and roll records in the 1950s, garage garage rock in the 1960s, and punk in the 1970s can can be considered lo-fi. The Beach Boys album Smiley Smile, which was released in 1967, was credited as the album invented lo-fi bedroom pop by Pitchfork writer Mark Richardson. Meanwhile, Beach Boys album Wild Honey was released in 1967, was credited with the idea of DIY pop by editors of the Rolling Stone. Both albums are part of a trilogy and Friends was released in 1968. Those albums were recorded by recorded in Brian Wilson's home studio and later referred to as bedroom tapes. Jamie Atkins from Record Collector wrote that many lo-fi acts also owe plenty to the Beach Beach Boys song All I Wanna Do released in 1970. That's so weird because I've always thought of lo-fi as like just music without words. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I guess there's no reason why I can't have words in it. I just feel like it's easier to focus when I don't have to think about the words mm-hmm. and I'm not the type of person I have a very one track mind yeah. so like if I'm I can't do two things at a time I definitely cannot like my roommate used to be able to watch TV and do homework at the same time mm-hmm. and I could never <laughs> I would either sit there completely ignore the TV show or sit there and completely ignore my homework so it just doesn't work for me my all, by all, all of the credits and records, it is safe to say that the Beach Boy Beach Boy invented lo-fi. But what about modern days modern days lo-fi hip hop? Two names are known as the godfather of lo-fi hip hop. In lo-fi hip hop, there are new new drapes, a Japanese DJ and producer, an American rapper and producer producer Jay Dilla. New new Japanese views the elements of hip hop, jazz, and electri- electronic to create unique richer sounds with po- Pognate boots as New Jake, New Jabbies. Music is more about emotion. New Jabbies present innocent feelings and bittersweet and nostalgia in his piece. A significant characteristic in lo-fi hip-hop today. So have you heard have you ever heard about New Jabbies? Mm-mm. How about Jay Diller? Nope. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jay Diller worked work with multiple hip-hop artists. He created hip-hop music with more lo-fi sounds. Jay Dilla made chill beats and laid back sounds, and Jay Dilla tried to humanize the drum pattern so it didn't sound too stiff like a robot. He did he did it by not using quantization on a drum machine, a feature that will help your drum pattern to be more exact. That the track carry imperfect elements that make make them sound more natural by disabling this feature. The popularity of music musical genres depend on many things, so it is never easy to decide. Who makes specific genres popular? If you are searching for who made popular, who made lo-fi hip-hop famous, you may find that new JBs appear to be on the top list. To be honest, lo-fi hip-hop finds its popularity through platforms such as SoundCloud and especially YouTube. If you are the type to type out lo-fi hip-hop music on YouTube, late search bar you will find a list of long tracks with anime instru- in illustrations or vintage aesthetics, sometimes a combination of both. Tied with chill music for study when you feel lonely. 
Yeah, and that's mo- what I was talking about. Are yeah. Those ones. My favorite are the landscape ones where they have like the mountains in the background and mm-hmm. it's like, or a river or something, and it's just a little like cottage and it almost makes you feel like you're not trying to get through finals. <laughs> yeah, or that there's there's this popular one with the lo-fi girl. How how did whenever you look up the lo-fi beats and. And the first thing, first thing that pops up is this little figure and how she's sitting on a desk uh-huh. doing I've homework. I've seen that one. I've seen that one. Uh, there's also a bunch of Adventure Time ones. Yeah. <laughs> so like, there's like Jake and Finn laying on grass or something, and Lo-Fi Beats are beats are just playing in the background. Yeah. I like those ones too. Or that The Simpsons too. As oh well. yeah, yeah, The Simpsons. Uh, there's one of The Simpsons where like Bart and uh, Bart and Homer. Homer. Oh my God, I cannot believe I just forgot Homer Simpson's name. They're like flying through the air in a car. It's like a flying car, and they're just sitting there in the car, and the beats are going. It's very relaxing. It's very relaxing. I kind of have to tread a fine line because I'll fall asleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so they have to be just an upbeat, an upbeat enough so I don't fall asleep, but relaxing enough so I don't have an anxiety attack. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and multiple channels such as Chill Cow, Cosh Music, Chill Hop Music, Ryan Click, Clears, etc. dominate the top list. There are so many hardworking artists and producers involved in the process, but we cannot deny that the producers who upload their works on YouTube play a significant role in lo-fi popularity in the last decade. And lo-fi has the characteristics to bring imperfection as, as its aesthetics. The track feels raw, imperfect, genuine, honest, and, rela- and relatable. We may find it hard to relate to the unnatural, p- perfect music, but it is easier to relate something raw and that includes flaws. It feels more honestly, and suddenly we un- we feel understood. Lo-fi music ha- has just the right recipe for your brain. It is slow enough, but not too slow. It is also not fast. En- it is not also fast enough that makes you feel anxious. It is not so dull you just forget in- that it's in the background. But it's also not too interesting at the same time. Same time, it's distracting you from studying or work. This music keeps you entertained and relaxed while you can focus on whatever you feel like feel like doing, feel less bored, and get more done. Listening to lo-fi, lo-fi beat on a loop will create a relaxing effect. Victor Sabu, a, mu- a music music professor, explains that repetition in the music music makes it it makes it imp- makes it predictable and soothing for listeners because of its repetitiveness. Your brain will easily predict how it will continue to sound so you can focus on your concentration on studying or work. Zabu and other music experts said use the word cocoon because when listening to lo-fi, you you feel wrapped in a safe cocoon, protected from the harsh, harsh world outside. The reason this is the reason listening to lo-fi makes you feel so good. It gives you that feeling that you can chill for a moment and not not to worry about anything. Yep. And lo-fi has become part of pop pop culture as well. It has become become the new aesthetic in recent years and dominates streaming platforms as long long as other social media platforms such as TikTok. The music genre is often used as background music in short videos, either animated or not. It is also often used as YouTube video background music, whether in vlogs or tutorials. The impact of lo-fi on pop culture cannot be separated from the use of online platforms where lo-fi was born grew and, be- and grew part of our lives. Even when we are not fans, we can still find them easily in multiple content. Lo-fi music it is also broadly used including for background educational content and even literary content. You can easily find spoken words or poetry read with lo-fi music as the background. Lo-fi music has become so popular that it is, o- it is almost impossible to avoid. In the musical 
musical industry, lo-fi has 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 its impact, especially with more emerging artists creating their own music from their very own bedrooms. These artists even use vintage equipment and record in a home studio with no noise reducer to gain that lo-fi aesthetic. We already discussed the points about how lo-fi has a, has a great relationship with YouTube. YouTube is arguably one of the reasons why lo-fi hip-hop gained its popularity along with other platforms such as SoundCloud. A lot of lo-fi producers grew their listeners through YouTube, where lo-fi also becomes one of the most streamed genres on Spotify. It is trendy on YouTube. Lo-fi is also incorporated in YouTube videos, even on non-musical channels. According to a blog post by Vaughn, Posted by Vaughn College, lo-fi music helps the frontal lobe of our brain focus on those flaws and low hums can also put their brain in, brain in the mindset to focus. They listed three reasons, a mood booster, a positive attitude, and drown out distractions. Since music uplifts your spirit even after long, hard days, playing your favorite tunes can be all, all you need to turn, turn your frown upside down. And right kind of music can make you feel and help kickstart a study session. It, it's been said that happy people tend to be more productive. In fact, when people listen to music may be more optimistic than those who don't. Lastly, listening to music is a great way to drown out annoying background noises and can help you focus on the task at hand. Consider investing in a quality set of headphones or earbuds for optimum sound quality for noise cancellation. Yeah, that's all it is, is psychology, really. Mm. It's like, that's why they have music in stores. Too. And I wouldn't be surprised if they started utilizing lo-fi beats in retail stores. Yeah, especially coffee shops, too. Yeah. So, like, if you're yeah. going to Starbucks or, or Mazevo, say you play, sure. play like, some kind of lo-fi mm-hmm. music. Yeah, for definitely in any business. I'm sure it would help business. Because a lot of businesses employ the use of psychology more than we even realize. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the first one that comes to mind is Costco. They put all the expensive stuff in the front so mm-hmm. everything by comparison as you go to the store looks much cheaper um they charge five dollars for a whole chicken with the idea that you're gonna pay for you're gonna buy more and the chickens at the very very back of the store mm-hmm. so you're smelling all this food as you're walking through the store it's all psychology same with target target puts the three dollar section mm-hmm. it's the first thing you see when you come in it's the exact opposite of everything but of the costco but you're gonna buy something from the you're like oh my god this bowl is only two dollars i need it you know and then that you already have that in your cart so you're more likely to buy more things after Mm -hmm. you've already have something in your cart that you want and that's how they get you you know and i could see them doing the same thing with these lo-fi beats Mm -hmm. making it ever so easier for us to spend money oh yeah especially with their name brand cereals like they put their main, main brand in the middle where you can easily get eye contact yep and they put the cheap ones way on the lower so mm-hmm. it's like which case you cannot see yeah it. and everything we do psychology mm-hmm. is utilized it's just playing on how human brains work but yeah no lo-fi beats are definitely very helpful for especially if you have like anxiety or test anxiety or anything just having that music in the background can really help mm-hmm. have you ever heard the mozart effect mm-hmm so the Mozart effect is an experiment. Is an experiment con- conducted in 1993. Psychologist Francis Rushert created a study to to test the uh, relevance of listening to music and test taking. He said 36 college students in their room played them 10 music of Mozart piano so- sonata. After doing so, they were told to take a test of, of spatial re- re- 
reasoning, which is mental, mentally manipulating objects and imagining them in different locations and positions. Right, Rochester then took a group of students and played 10 minutes of silence and 10 minutes of monotone voice. The spatial reasoning test was given after both recordings of each group. Th the results showed that the students scored significantly higher on tests after listening to Mozart's sonata opening the floor to hundreds of new experiments. Uh, once an after the news got out about Rochester's experiment, the theory was quickly distorted by the media. The Mozart effect we, all, we have also been, been discussing is its effect on spatial reasoning. Spatial reasoning is critical because it, it, is reasonable, it is responsible for how, how we problem solve and think abstractly or outside the box, which, which is highly valuable highly value in workplace. Scientists believe that listening to music and spatial reasoning are related because they are processed similarly in the brain. Music activates various areas in our brains but focus primarily on the temporal, frontal, cortex, and peripheral. Brain areas concentrated with spontaneous reasoning include the prefrontal and temporal regions that overlap with music processing. Therefore, listening to music causes direct activation of some areas affected by problem solving. The in, in the original Mozart experiment, tests concluded that the effect of spontaneous reasoning was short-term. However, the results are long-term when we apply these experiments to children and pair them with interactive musical training. The longer they experiment musical training, the longer they have superior spatial reasoning. Involved in music have also been been related to higher higher scores in mathematics. And he, and here are the recommendations for lo-fi music. The one that's found as these are just basically basically personal personal purposes that I found. While doing this research, as these are in no particular order. First ones, never ending, never ending new new jabs posted by Nari Wynar. Second choice is Joseph Jacobs Jazz Instrumental Hip Hop Best of Mids 2016, posted by Chill Hop Music. Third choice is Hip Hop but Extra Extra Chill 27 by Live Low Hop, posted by Chill Chill AF. And the and for choice, Lo-Fi Hip Hop Radio, Beach to Last Shoes, that study to posted by Lo-Fi Girl, which is of course the Lo-Fi Girl that's cons consistently doing her homework mm -hmm. for like twenty four seven. Nice. And to and to conclude, Lo-Fi Lo-Fi Hip Hop may seem repetitive and straightforward, even with so many people hating this genre, it it still rises and maintains its popularity and can make its way into mainstream pop culture. We can argue if lo-fi hip-hop will, will be influential or if it is just hype, but looking at its growth from year to year, it seems like lo-fi hip-hop will be around for many years. For sure. I definitely think it's something, it's on the rise right now, and I think it's going to be around for a while, especially among kids in school, because mm -hmm. it really does, it stimulates specific parts of your brain that allow you to focus. Have you ever heard of binaural beats? Nice. I probably heard of it, but I never probably do the exact name of it. Mm -hmm. It's just it's these beats, and they're scientifically engineered to stimulate certain parts of your brain, and you have to wear headphones, mm -hmm. like noise canceling headphones, in order for them to really like do their job. And you can look it up on YouTube, and it's not so much as a homework thing, more of like a relaxing thing. Mm -hmm. Like they're nice for when you're anxious or whatever it may be, you know. Mm -hmm. But um. They're specifically designed to calm you down. Hmm. And it's just interesting how we can manipulate the human psyche with 
a bunch of noises on a computer screen. Yeah. It it seems like I don't know the human psyche would not be so easily. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Impressed upon. Like it's not so impressionable, but it is. And um. It's very and once you know that and you can take advantage of it, mm-hmm. you're only going to benefit. Like you can trick your brain into doing more work. Yep. <laughs> Even if you don't want to, but you can you can do it and it's it's very effective. I have yeah, like I said, when I need to do homework, I'll sit in my chair in my living room and I'll put on lo-fi beats on my TV, turn on my LEDs, just chill. Mm. And I'll have my water, maybe some maybe a coffee or something that I made myself. Yep. Uh, I'll set everything up so I don't have to get up in a while. Mm. My glasses, everything I need, and sit there and grind. And that's how I knock out a lot of my assignments. Mm. How much work do you have left for the semester just to finish those projects? Uh, one of my finished projects is just more about presenting, presenting oh. them and like, turn them into PowerPoints. Mm-hmm. And, and I think one of them is still going to like type, type it out, but I already have to. I have everything I just need to translate that and put it onto my onto my other research paper for researching human performance. Right on. So it's yeah. not, too, not too bad, but I still got like finals going on, but mm-hmm. that's not till like finals week. Yeah. Do you have actual tests for finals? Uh, I think I have like a couple, but I haven't had sure an actual exam in like a year and a half. Ooh. Like final exam. Mm. But I've just been doing projects and I have final essays, which would you rather do a final essay or a final exam? Depends. Is it going to go through the Turnix system? What's that? The Turnix. Never heard of that. Uh, so the Turnix system is basically like you sh- with some professors, like they're involved. Like if you're going to submit like a final report, you, uh-huh. you have to submit your paper where it's like the assignments tab. And if we're on the assignments tab, they'll show like, like this paper will go through the Turnix system, which will, which the, the Turnix system basically breaks down your paper, just telling you if, it, if you plagiarized it or not, if you took that, oh. took that essay from from like a final thesis from some other university mm-hmm. from like Michigan 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 Western University or some some weird university as well. Huh. And I ha- and with and with that experience I had bad experience with that as well. Really? Yeah. Get caught plagiarizing? Oh no. No, because like even even I quote unquote plagiarized, like I'll put the quotations of where I got the uh-huh. source. But then uh, but on the rest of it I say, by the way you sold this paper from such and such student from from East East Carolina University or such a or Lynette Eastern Community College, or what, whatever. Yeah. Like it's weird, very weird, and very weird, especially when it says you stole it from a student student source. I'm like, uh-huh. how did I steal this from a student source? If there's quotation marks, yeah. yeah. There's only there's so many limits to technology, and that's the thing with these professors using, like lockdown browsers and, uh, stuff like that. Like, you can't. A machine can't get a feel of what you're trying to say in an essay. A machine can only look at the bare bones of what you wrote. Yeah. You know, a p- you need another person to read it to try and understand what you're what you're writing about. You know. Yeah. And uh, same thing with lockdown browsers. Like, I remember it dinged me for looking down at like my lap yeah. or something. I'm like, so I have to look at the computer screen the entire time I'm taking this test. That yeah. doesn't make any sense, especially for people with ADHD or something like that. Or what if? I don't know. Something goes on in my environment, and I have to look around me. Like, yep. it's it, there's just so much it doesn't account for. So you just have to be extra careful. I only have had to use the lockdown browser in one class, and it was stressful. Mm. It was so stressful, and I think it really contributed to how I did on the exam. Like, it made my like my grade reflected how stressed I was. Mm. And 
I don't think lockdown browsers are necessary. I think they're an invasion of privacy. Um, because with the lockdown browser that I had to use, I had to take a picture of my ID next to my face every time I signed on. And it's like, okay, you can't... Online classes are great. They're more accessible. They're uh, easier for people with full-time jobs. We have a lot of non-traditional students on campus here at MSUB. So online classes work great for them. But, you know, with that, you're going to have to understand that people are going to Google stuff. Yep. If you're not there to monitor the test, people are going to Google stuff. And that's why you got to make your questions not easy mm -hmm. to answer with Google. It's possible. It's like if you want to um, teach an online class, you have to take the good, w the bad with the good. Like I, there's questions that are impossible to answer with Google. Mm -hmm. Well, not impossible, but take a lot of research to answer with Google. And if they're timed, you don't have enough time with that. And that's how you ensure that people don't cheat online yep. and not with lockdown browsers, not with any of that. Cause cheating is still possible with lockdown browsers. Yeah. I've seen it done. So <laughs> it's, it's not like lockdown browsers are foolproof. They're just making kids anxious. Yeah. It's all they're doing. Oh yeah. And, with online classes, you know, essays, like you said, essays are a lot harder to cheat on. Mm -hmm. um, showing up to WebEx classes, stuff like that. Th those type of uh, tests are better than lockdown browsers. And I don't, I think everybody gets what I'm saying with mm -hmm. these lockdown browsers because they are extremely invasive and extremely anxiety inducing. They make you feel like you committed a crime before you even start the test, yeah. you know? like add your signature take a picture of your face take a picture of your id throw show the camera your surroundings i would have to pick up my computer and show it my surroundings mm -hmm. like i don't want to film the inside of my house like mm -hmm. what i i it was it's ridiculous mm -hmm. but thankfully i've only ever had to do that for one class i never had to do it again but i think that's another reason why essays are so utilized in online classes is because it's it's a lot harder to cheat on an essay. Yeah, especially with the Turnage system. And especially with a professor who understands your writing style. Yeah. When you get into the final years of your degree, you hopefully you have a department that you're interested in. Um, I'm a communication major. So there's six communication professors, and I know every single one of them mm -hmm. because I've taken all their classes. And they know me personally. They, un they know who I am. Mm -hmm. They know what I'm about. They know my writing style. Mm -hmm. So that is another layer of making it harder to cheat. Like they can make sure they know if I wrote a paper or not because they understand who I am mm -hmm. and what I'm trying to say. So I don't know. I feel like teachers, if you want to teach online classes, which online classes, I don't know if I think that they're great. They're good for everybody, but me, I'm not very good at online classes, but um, I feel like they'd be easier for students and easier for teachers but the learning is not for me it's not adequate mm -hmm. i forgot where i was going with this mm -hmm. if i'm being honest with you yeah. i just completely lost my train of thought out the window but yes online classes suck lockdown browsers suck if you have yeah. to deal with that i i my best advice would be to put in some lo-fi beats and just try your best or explain your situation to your professor be like hey this is giving me so much anxiety. I cannot take a test under these circumstances because that's what I wish I would have done. So learn from my mistakes. <laughs> so in order to survive finals week, we've done a couple finals weeks, Jordan, we have. Uh, we've done how many? Two, four, five. This is my sixth time going through finals. I don't know. Too many to count. Yeah. 
Um, and every single time I'm about to do it, I think back on my past times. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. did it last year. I'll do it again this year. And, or I think about the future and how nice it would be to not have to worry about finals. Mm-hmm. Like how nice it's going to be when my finals are done and I don't have to do anything anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the best way to get it done is, like I said, just do it. Just sit down, put some music on, um, get blue light glasses so that your eyes don't hurt, and just grind it out, honestly. Allocate, make it a priority. Allocate time every day to work on your assignments. Even if it's just like 20 minutes a day, you're gonna, it's going to add up and your work's going to be better because of it. Um, make sure you're taking care of your body. Uh, usually in finals week, in the past, I've put my body aside and focus more on school. And that when I mean that, I mean like eating fast food, eating crap, not working out. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to do your brain any good. It's not. Um, you need to make sure that you're still being physically active. I know my mind is much clearer after I go to the gym. Mm-hmm. After I work out, I can I feel much more motivated. I'm ready to sit down and do some homework. If I sit down and do homework and I haven't worked out yet, my legs just my legs pulse. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody else does that and I don't know if that's a normal thing but my legs pulse Mm -hmm. and it just feels like I can't do anything because I haven't done anything physical yet and then I just feel guilty for not doing anything physical and then I feel guilty for not doing any homework and then I'm just sitting there not doing anything (laughs) so it's um you're gonna have to get to know yourself you know trial and error with these types of things just do your best and if you need help there's tons of resources on campus to help students like the academic support center which, Jordan, do you want to talk more on that? All right. So the a- ASC building, building is open from 9, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. As I usually say, usually do majority of my homework over there as well. Just yeah, I see s- you over there all the time. Yeah. Yeah, so pretty much do, do majority of my, chunk of my homework over there right before I head to class and usually right after class as well. And and, you, and they have, like, a like bunch of tutors over there in various various subjects very subjects as well and they're very helpful and usually I don't really need tutors since since everything since I already have all the information that I need for my classes and some of the classes that are that I have are online so just like I really like see the point point of me having a tutor mm-hmm. yeah they they also offer online options as well yeah the uh, tutors yeah. I for when we first went into quarantine I had to get one of my papers checked by a tutor and uh I did it online, and they're very helpful. And I think the statistic is that you're, like, 10% more likely to get a better grade or something if you go to the ASC. And it's free. It's something that you pay for, actually, in your tuition already. Mm -hmm. So you might as well utilize it since you are paying for it. And there's tons of expenses like that in your tuition that should be utilized. And to have free coffee over there, too. Ooh, that helps. Yep. That helps a lot. And it's helps save, save the budget as well, too, as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Coffee's expensive these days. Yeah. Uh, we just had a technical difficulty. There was, like, this buzzing sound, and I think I fixed it, but the audio sounds a lot clearer in my headphones right now, yep. so I'm wondering if the audio quality is going to be different th- for these last couple minutes than it was for the entirety of the episode. And if it is, I apologize. I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, I'm just a kid with Google, so <laughs> nobody trained me or anything. So we're just doing our best over here. Yep. But anyways, back to the topic of what we were talking about. 
So yeah, like I said, I haven't had a lot of tests. I've had a lot of essays. And it's just a lot of work that you just got to sit down and do. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no other way to get through it. You just got to do it. And it's not something that you can really cheat out on or uh, fail at this point. You know, it's like it's not something you can just opt out of. It's something you just got to do. And it kind of sucks. It really does suck. Mm-hmm. Finals week sucks. I don't know if I believe in the in the ideas behind finals week um but it's what we got to do as college students we're going to be that much closer to graduating so um you guys can do it we believe in you over here at the retort podcast uh if i can do it you can definitely do it so yep um and yeah make sure you're taking care of your body first off Mm -hmm. like you are important um your mental health is important your physical health is important and you can't be a good student if you neglect to take care of yourself. So I think that's very important. And even if you're feeling a little burnt out, go do a face mask. Go um, treat yourself some way, you know. Don't forget about yourself because you are the most important person. You are the most important part of this equation. So that's my advice. Uh, what, what one of the testing strategies that I kind of used used recently was was using Kahoot to help study as well. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about this. Yes. Yeah. So with me, I ju- usually with me, I started using Kahoot. Like, like since majority of my lectures are on PowerPoint, I just learned just to take some of the PowerPoints that from the that from the lecture, put it onto Kahoot, make it like a little little game, like a multiple mm-hmm. choice game. Because then it's fun. Yeah. Well, not fun, but funner. Yeah. More fun. Yeah, it makes it more interactive, especially if yeah. especially like if you know if you know all your all your exams are multiple choice, which kind of like simulates t- simulates it similar to how it would be on the exam. Sure. For sure, yeah, I did the same thing with Quizlet. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't this semester or the semester before because I hadn't been taking any tests. Um, but my sophomore year, I took a lot of tests, and that's the best way to do it. Honestly, uh, Quizlet, I know you can get lucky sometimes, and you can find the exact thing that you're studying on there so you don't even have to make a a set of flashcards on Quizlet. Mm -hmm. Quizlet, you can also have the app on your phone. So, like, on my breaks at work, I would sit there and study, like, my Spanish vocab or Mm -hmm. something on your phone. And you can play, like, matching games and there's, like, rocket ship games on Quizlet, too. Mm -hmm. So, we definitely recommend using those resources not only to help you but to make learning more fun. Yeah. And that's definitely going to make the information stick way better. You're going to learn it a lot faster than you would just staring at a piece of paper or writing it down a billion times, which that's not how I learned, but there might be people out there who learn, who learn better that way. But it's much more fun, in my opinion, to play a game and learn at the same time than it is to sit and write until your hand falls off. Yep, basically. Yeah. So, in order to sum it up, listen to lo-fi beats, eat healthy, exercise, Take care of yourself in general and use Quizlet or Kahoot or anything other than that in order to help you study and help you ace your finals. Yep. You got this. We believe in you. (laughs) Alrighty, guys. I think that's all that we have for you today. We have to go study for finals. Right, Jordan? Right. (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm going to go eat Jimmy John's. (laughs) But... Uh, You can find us on Facebook, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Make sure to leave a kind review if you feel like it. Um, We are Jordan and Abria. This is the second to last episode 
with this team. And we will see you guys next week. Yep, for sure. So with final week coming coming to coming up, and I found seven seven quote, quotes to to be used for each each day of the week. So the first for day number one, each each of us must turn inward and destroy in himself all that he thinks honor honor to destroy his in others. Day number two, what separates the elite is not their rise but their response. Day number three. Did you know an umbrella cannot stop the rain, but can make us stand in the rain? Similarly, confidence may not bring success, but can give us power to any challenge in life. Day number four. A lot of good decisions come from experience, and a lot of that experience comes from bad decisions. Never be afraid to take action. Inaction is the only failure. Everything else is either success and or a lesson. Day number five. Never let any loss become too important for you. Never let any gain become too meaningful for you. Maintain your dignity and poise. Even when everything is taken away, do not start crumbling. Even when a lot is coming to you, do not become an experiment. Maintain your inner core. Archilla Par Parshant. Day number six. We we need to accept that we we can we won't always make the right decisions. We just we all screw up royalties royalties sometimes. Understanding that failure is not part not not the opposite of success. It's part of success. And day number seven, the final day. Stay away from those people who try to dis discourage your ambitions. Small minds will always do that, but great minds will give you a feeling that you can become great too. Mm -hmm.